Good morning and welcome to Tech Talk. You are listening live with Arye Lightstone on the Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, you can listen to us on jmtheam.org or nachumsegel.com. As always, we are very proud to be sponsored by our friends at Adorama Camera, much more than just a camera store. Please check them out online at adorama.com or visit them in person at 42 West 18th Street. Today is incredibly exciting for numerous different reasons. Number one, as you can hear a little bit in the background, we are broadcasting live from the Innovation in Jewish Education Conference here at the Long Island Marriott in sunny Uniondale. That's right. Anticipated feet of snow. There are not feet of snow on the ground. We are here. We are learning. We are educating. We are in- innovating. And it's really an exciting place to be. We have a whole slew of guests who are going to be with us this morning. And uh, we're incredibly excited to hear from each and every one of them their impressions of the conference, what they've gained, what they intend to gain, some of the connections, some of the networking, and some of the cool products that we're going to have an opportunity to hear about. Uh, before we jump into the show, I think this is probably now my fifth show here on JM and the AM. I want to offer my level of appreciation, Hakara Satov, uh, first and foremost to Nachum Siegel, uh, to Miriam Wallach and Michael Fragan, who got me onto Tech Talk. Um, and to let everybody else out there know, and uh, thank God we've attracted quite a large following in terms of listeners to our show Tech Talk, that uh, this is JM and the AM's 2014 fundraising marathon. We are now in week number two. If you have not yet made a pledge, please pledge now. Visit our site at NachumSiegel.com. I, I, throughout the show, we'll maybe focus on a couple of the highlights that the Nachum Siegel Network does uh, I think certainly locally, but also internationally, and uh, across a very wide swath of the Jewish population. It's incredibly important to uh, support and uh, and be a fan of and be a participant in making sure the JM and the AM continues to grow and succeed. So uh, if you haven't yet been to NachumSiegel.com and participate in our 2014 fundraising marathon, please come and do so. Okay, so you're listening to Tech Talk with R.E. Lightson, our first guest here this morning is Rabbi Aryeh Safran. To paint the picture of this conference, there must be at least 500 participants here from, I don't know, almost 100 different schools, maybe a little bit more. Uh, there have to be another 100 people here on the conference coordination and the vendor side. There is a buzz like nobody's business over here, and it's really incredibly exciting. And, and we have one of our guests from one of the furthest places away. Actually, I think we're going to cover almost the four corners of the earth today. Uh, our first guest is Rabbi Aryeh Safran, one of the senior educators on the entire West Coast, uh, a Rebbe par excellence extraordinaire from Eula Aryeh. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Ari. How are you doing? It's I'm good to be on the show today. I'm doing great. You know what? We've had a chance in, in numerous different circumstances. I think Ari and I sat in that. I think I know Ari Safran and I sat next to each other last year at a Pesach program and truly had an opportunity to connect. And, uh, you know, while we could have been talking about numerous other more innocuous things, we spent a tremendous amount of time on what the state of education is today. And more importantly than that, we spent a lot of time talking about what education is going to look like tomorrow. Uh, and then almost immediately after Pesach, I had a chance to come out to L.A. and to visit you in your beautiful home and to uh, and to see Eula up close and to see some of the things that you guys are doing. So uh, without any further ado, why are you here, are you? You know, we, I, I definitely believe that uh, it's it's very important to see what everyone around the country is doing and to learn from them. And there's just amazing programs going on all over the place, East Coast, West Coast, Best Coast, you name it, it's there, um, both domestically and internationally. And I'm, he- I'm here to learn. I'm here to share what we've been doing at EULA with our one-to-one laptop program and with our Dynamic Judaic Studies program and our General Studies program under the leadership of Rabbi Emerson this year. Uh, who joined our staff, and I'm here to learn from uh, everybody else. Okay, so we need to talk a little bit more in depth about this one-to-one laptop ratio. I first need to understand what you mean when you say best coast. Where exactly is best coast uh, for the majority of our uh, listenership who might be here in the New York area? So uh, you care to explain to that, Arye? Well, I think for all the New Yorkers who uh, who, who came to Los Angeles on that uh, special Delta deal, 
Ah. Um, they, they know where the best coast is. Okay. So it's done that way. So there is no truth, though, to the rumor that you and Rabbi Emerson drew the shorter straw coming to New York during a potential blizzard from L.A. Uh, in, uh, in the beginning of March. That's not true. You are here to learn. You're here to grow. Uh, and you're here to share. So tell us, tell our audience, and we've got a wide audience. One of the things that we get the best responses for is when we speak about education technology, because while some of us might not have this type of app and some of us might not interact with that type of uh, consumer industry, almost all of us or all of us are a product of education in some way, shape, or form. So we all have opinions. Uh, to a degree, I think we all think we're experts to some uh, to some extent. So uh, tell us a little bit about some of the innovations that are going on in EULA, if you don't mind. Well, EULA, over the last few years, we've uh, incorporated a one-to-one Apple uh, program where we uh, we engaged uh, two full-time IT uh, staff members, one to specifically work on the hardware aspect of the school and the other person to work on the, as far as the, as the director of technology and um, integration as far as on an educational level. And I serve as well as a liaison on the staff as far as ed tech and, to, and Torah studies programs. All our staff has a laptop. All our students have laptops. And we use it more than just, you know, a fancy notebook. The laptop is used as a tool for learning. It's a tool for growing. It includes constant professional development for our Judaic and general studies um, staff members. And it's really made things um, more exciting at EULA and more special at EULA. And because of that, um, our students are learning in ways like they've never learned before. So, Ari, that's fascinating. To me, I think you highlighted three or four different things that I think we take for granted. Let's assume for a moment that a school is blessed to have a donor or the board decides that they want to commit X number of dollars uh, towards the continual funding of, uh, of uh, you know, technology in the classroom. Uh, REA pointed out, and I think that we miss this a lot of times, and I think the donors miss this, and they need to be educated on that. Professional development is key. It's not a fancy note-taking device. While our kids at home find 11 different uses for a laptop, you have to be aware, how many of those uses would a teacher be excited about them doing? So if they're not going to use it the way that the teacher is not excited about it, we need to educate them and, and to make sure that they're capable of using it in that way also. Aria, how much training is needed for the teachers to sort of level the playing field with the skills that the students have on the laptop or the technology device? Um, well, I mean, rather than answer by saying how much uh, training, because, you know, as far as continuous improvement and learning, you know, it's 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 always encouraged in a formal setting, an informal setting, whether it's on your own time or more of in a professional uh, situation. But the, but the way that we like to, uh, to present it to our teachers that when when they incorporate the use of technology, whether it's whether it's an extra tool or an app in the classroom, whether it's something as simple as you know having our students use you know Jastro Dictionary online, or something as or creating iMovies or podcasts, we want our teachers to know what they're using. Because so, if they know what they're using for that specific tool, and they, they know the, the advantages, the pros to it, they understand the cons to it, and they can they can cater it specifically to the students, and they can cater it specifically to to the students. So I would say on top of it, in addition to the training our staff gets, um, it's important to note that at EULA, we don't just hand them hand the students computers and welcome them with open arms. The students have to go through training. They get their own professional development on how to use the same tools and resources that the teachers are using in the classroom. So it's just as important to get the staff the students training as much as it is to get the staff training. Oh, so that's an important thing. We normally assume that if you give a kid and in this case students who aren't necessarily kids, they're young adults, if not, uh, you know, making very serious life decisions at this point in time, uh, a tool of technology, how much training do they really need? I'm not even positive that these things come with instructions anymore, certainly not written instructions. Uh, but to use it in a school setting, it is a whole different type of environment, and that's incredibly important. One of the things, Arya, I wanted to ask you about is you mentioned that there are two components of professional Training. There's the technology integration, excuse me, the technology, the laptop's not working, the Wi-Fi is out, the sort of the hardware component of it. But then there's the now that I've got the hardware humming along seamlessly, now I have to know what to do with the hardware. So <clears throat> let's not dismiss for a moment. You spoke very beautifully uh, and eloquently about the concept of that, the integration. And I want to hear a little bit more about that in a moment. But it is important to have somebody full-time on staff to make sure that that hardware is humming. 
Hundred percent, and and we actually have two people on staff full time. Although one person specifically more focused on the hardware, and one person specifically more focused on the integration, it was important for us that the that um, that our staff members actually Sean Clary and Nick Parsons. Uh, it was important that they both had an understanding of the ability of the hardware piece to it, because when you have between the Eula Boys School and Eula Girls School over you know 500 laptops going on at the same time. Um, you know, there's got to make sure the network's running, you know, computers, you know, you know, electronic, you know, they break, things break. You got to make sure the students aren't falling behind in their work. You got to make sure that if something goes wrong in the classroom, whether it's with the projectors, the smart boards, you know, the e-beam technology that we use, got to make sure that we have the right people there because otherwise it becomes more of a distraction and less of a tool. And, and, and that's, and that's the way we take it. You know, technology is not the be all end all. But it is it is the tool that enhances the learning, and and we want to make sure it, it can it can work as effectively as possible. Right. I think I heard from one of the professional development sessions yesterday at the conference that if you were running a company that required technology in order to run more effectively, you wouldn't buy the tools and then no longer provide. You wouldn't uh, buy the tool and then no longer provide the ongoing support. The support needs to be there. If you're a doctor's office or you're an attorney's office, you're not going to leave them floundering uh, if that needs to happen. And it sounds like REA is agreeing uh, 100% with that. So I wanted to remind our listeners out there that you're listening to Tech Talk on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, REA Lightstone. We are broadcasting live from the iJed conference here at the Marriott in Long Island. The sound that you hear in the background is the cappuccino machine, the buzz is not only based upon enthusiasm and excitement of our educators, but it is educators who went to sleep last night at 2 or 3 in the morning so excited to network with their colleagues from around the country uh, and had to get up this morning or had the opportunity to get up this morning, Rosh Chodesh, second day of Rosh Chodesh Adar Shaini at 7 a.m. And there's a buzz in the air and there's the whir of the cappuccino machine. It's very exciting. You're listening to us on jmdm.org or on nachomsegel.com. As always, we are proud to be sponsored by our friends at Adorama Camera, much more than a camera store. Please check them out online at adorama.com, which our friends on the West Coast most certainly should do. Or those of us lucky enough to head into New York City on occasion should visit them in person at 42 West 18. Street. A special reminder for all of our listeners out there today, this is week two of the JM and the AM 2014 Fundraising Marathon. If you have not yet made a pledge to keep this very important network not only going but thriving, please visit our site at NachumSiegel.com. Strongly encourage everybody out there, wherever you are, in Israel, Belgium, London, uh, the best coast, or many of us here in the New York, New Jersey area, uh, go out and uh, and make a pledge if uh, if you can. It's uh, It's an important, worthwhile network. Uh, to be able to be supportive. So, Arye, in closing, um, what what have you gotten out of the conference so far, and what do you hope to get out in, in the remaining couple hours that that you're left here on the before you head back to the West Coast? Well, what's you know what's exciting is I've I've, I've been on the 21st century track here at the conference, different tracks at the conference, and I've learned about many different tools out there that you know that are just just brand new to. Um, you know, to, to the world of up and coming, you know, devices and tools out there that can be used uh, in the classroom. And I plan to take those tools with me and I plan to share them with the entire staff on both the Torah study side and the general study side. And, you know, and, and each teacher, you know, offer, offer, you know, lunch 21 type trainings, you know, um, and offer different, different opportunities. For tell tell, tell our audience what that means, lunch 21 type training. Please. You know, it's you know some some you know sometimes uh, myself and staff members. It's not an official formal program in our school, but you know you know uh, I guess a 21st century enthusiast. You know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll sit around during lunch in an informal way and we'll just bounce ideas off each other. And um, and uh, you know it doesn't happen every day. It doesn't even happen every week, but it but it happens uh, frequently enough where we get to share ideas with each other. We get to grow from each other and. Um, and, you know, there's, there's nothing more exciting than when you can go back to a teacher in your school and say, hey, um, I used your idea in class and it was amazing. And it's, it's, it's exciting for the person who, who brought the idea to the school. It's exciting for the, for the teacher who um, uh, effectively implemented that, that tool in the classroom. And, of course, there's nothing more exciting when, when a student gains from, from, from that, those resources. And, you know, and, and that's what we do. And that's what we, 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 we believe that. Technology obviously is something that needs to be implemented in the classroom on both sides of the curriculum, but it but it needs to be a tool that enhances the learning, 
and it, it, it can't be just about the technology. Right. You're sitting here listening to Aryeh Safran, one of the senior Rebbe's uh, educators, assistant principal, excuse me, assistant principal at Eula Yeshiva University of L.A. Um, and if you've been to the school, uh, you have to feel the vibe there. And uh, and one of the things that I think people have, and, and maybe it's just the community that we're in, and I'm not positive that it's just the New York area. It's probably around the country, probably even around the world. There is a feeling sometimes of, I don't want to say despair, but uh, but a challenge with Jewish education. If you spend 20 minutes at this conference, if you spend a half an hour with Rabbi Safran uh, walking around Eula, you'll understand that our education, the, the future of tomorrow, is in really good hands. And, uh, and if you see Arya, if you see Rabbi Safran interact with his colleagues from numerous other schools, with his uh, senior principal, Rabbi Dov Emerson, who's new at Eula this year, and you see the enthusiasm and excitement, um, again, I, I don't, I, I'm not going to sit here and argue that our teachers are the least well-paid people in the history of time. I think that the community has done a better job of at least recognizing the efforts that go through. They're certainly not the best paid by any stretch of the imagination. But the enthusiasm and excitement and commitment that they give to being better at their job. Anybody out there who's thinking that the teachers don't work hard on making sure that what they're doing is not a hobby, but it's a profession and something they want to excel. And I want to tell you, uh, that myth has been uh, disproven to me here today. I wish every educator that we interact with has the enthusiasm and commitment to their profession, both as an administrator and as as an educator, as Rabbi Safran uh, does. And it's really been a privilege to have him as a guest. Um, for those people in L.A. who are not yet up listening, uh, you'll have a chance to listen to Rabbi Safran and I, I'm sure, via podcast a little bit later today. Uh, Rabbi Safran, would you have a message to your students who today might be a little bit happy that this is their version of a snow day because you're here on the East Coast? What, what, how do you explain to your students why you took off today and you came out of here? Well, I mean, with Skype nowadays, there's no such thing as a day off. So, hey, now. Uh, okay. But... Um, Truth is, though, um, I, I'm not Skyping in, although I've done that in the past. But, um, you know, um, I told my students where I'm going, and um, uh, my students know that this is an important enough conference if I'm taking, if, if I'm not going to be in school because it's, um, I never miss school. But I, but the the best part was this morning when I got the text messages from uh, the students. Um, you know, one of my students saying. Rabbi, I'll forgive you for missing class if you if you promise to bring back one exciting thing from the conference that you're on. So I, you know, I, I sent him back a, a most a most definitely, and tell my students out there, there's no such thing as a day off. Whoever's in that classroom, you can learn from, right? And that we we have an amazing amazing staff at Eula, and, and whether it's me or anyone else in the classroom, they're the luckiest kids in the world. Uh, you have a chance to. to hear from one of, again, the foremost uh, educators and administrators, certainly on the best coast, uh, one would argue certainly across the country. Uh, it's been a privilege and a pleasure to have you on as a guest. Uh, and I know that we uh, here in, in, a, in the digital world uh, anxiously are following the successes, the pilots, the innovation that you guys are doing out there in Eula and, and uh, very much waiting for my invitation to come back out. Uh, maybe as a speaker for Shabbos or something exciting like that. Consider yourself invited. Done. <laughs> we'll have to book the thing. I'm sure it's snowing again in a week or two. Thank you so much, Rabbi Safran, for being on with us this morning. Thank you. It's great to be here. I wanted to uh, remind our uh, guests that they are listening to Tech Talk on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Aryeh Lightstone. You've just been listening to Rabbi Aryeh Safran here from Yeshiva University LA, better known as Eula, sometimes known as one of the powerhouses in basketball, uh, but also a powerhouse in education technology and more importantly in education. Uh, we are being sponsored, as always, by our friends at Adorama Camera, more than just a camera store. Please check them out online at adorama.com or visit them in person at 42 West 18th Street. We're very excited to, uh, to uh, be here broadcasting live from iJed. So what is iJed? We are the Innovation and in Jewish Education Conference. It's a combination of several hundred uh, educators from, from well over a hundred different institutions and schools. And I'm sitting right here in the Avichai Hosted Cafe. So what's the Avichai Hosted Cafe? We're sitting here while there's a entire market of education innovators uh, in the global economy, be it math, be it science, history, uh, computer science, hardware, software, you name it. There's so many different things going on on a education technology macro level. 
it's still a new market in the world of Jewish education technology. And Avichai, uh, the foundation that has made such an indelible mark on Jewish education, both in the past and in moving forward, has hosted at this conference six organizations, six companies that are making breakthrough contributions to Jewish education technology. And we'll have an opportunity to hear from several of them this morning and we're pretty anxious for that opportunity. Um, I wanted to remind all of our listeners out there that we are in the middle of the second week of the JM and the AM 2014 Fundraising Marathon. And if you're not yet pledged, please make a pledge now by visiting our site at nachumsegel.com. So we are, oh, we're very excited. We're very excited this morning um, to be right in the, the middle of the hullabaloo. We've got... Uh, We've got coffee, we've got cookies, we've got cake. This is really a central location. And just as, just as I'm in the middle of saying nice things about Avichai, uh, we are incredibly excited to have a guest who, when I entered the fray, and we'll call it the fray, I think that's a fair term for education technology in the Jewish world, uh, one of the leaders um, on behalf of Avichai, and really on behalf of herself as well, uh, Rachel Abrahams, uh, from Avichai, and uh, she was gracious enough to give us a couple moments of her time. Good morning, Rachel. How are you? Good morning. Good. Excited to be here. Oh, there is excitement in the air, I have to tell you. After having been uh, a vendor at last year's education conference, you and I had a couple conversations posted, and you made some promises in terms of what uh, the focus was going to be in terms of Jewish education technology, and I'll tell you, uh, you overshot those promises by a lot. This is uh, so exciting, so much buzz in the air, and I'm trying to communicate the palpable feeling uh, of, of goodness that exudes this conference so far, and a lot is, is uh, attributable to the good people at Avichai and, and Rachel and, and certainly her colleague Gali as well. So, uh, so again, on behalf of all the educators out there and the people who are benefiting from these educators coming back uh, with even greater enthusiasm, really thank you so much. Um, so tell us for a minute sort of how you got involved with education technology. Okay, um, I've been at Avichai almost 17 years um, and done a lot of different things over the course of my time there. But recently, in the last three years or so, Avichai took an interest in the area of online and blended learning. Um, and I started working in that area. We now have three or four people on the staff who are working on different parts of the agenda. And um, we are constantly developing new pieces in that area, working with schools, working with content providers, um, and it's a very exciting and growing field. Why, why is Avichai excited about, as you define it, online and blended learning specifically? Um, so I think we're coming at the issue from two perspectives, one educational and hopefully one that deals with affordability and sustainability. Um, we believe that blended learning allows for the personalization of instruction. The technology that's integrated into classrooms allows teachers to receive a tremendous amount of individualized data on each student and then be able to group students in different ways and personalize their instruction. And that's very powerful. We've seen it now in implementation in a number of schools, day schools across North America, uh, all of whom are very excited about the engagement and the personalization. So, so just so I understand, I want to make sure that the audience is clear about this. There are a lot of people out there who have, I don't want to say a sense of frustration, but maybe they feel that so many of the schools operate in a vacuum. Now, having had the opportunity to be in and out of the Avichai offices several times and had the opportunity to interact certainly frequently with Rachel and, and some of her colleagues and, and the schools that are cutting edge, I don't think there's a single one that's not in constant contact with Avichai. Is that, you know, it's, you are not only the people pushing and sometimes pulling people forward, but you're certainly also the hub of information. There's a lot of information going through your office on a daily, if not hourly basis. Um, I, that, that's true. I mean, we work with a lot of different programs and a lot of different schools. Uh, so we have become a source of information for day schools. Um, and yes, it's unfortunate. Many of the day schools are very siloed. You know, whether you're in New York City and the surrounding area or whether you're in a, you know, a far-flung community across the country, um, there's not a lot of sharing of practice and sharing of knowledge. So we've tried to work on that. 
But, um, yes, I mean, people feel free to call us and ask us questions all the time. Oh, we just had we just had Rabbi Ari Safran on from Yula, who commented that one of the best parts coming to the Avichai Cafe, which we'll speak about in a minute, was the chance you can sit down. And, and for those people, it's a cafe. There, there are comfortable chairs. There's a couch that I'm not possible I'll be able to get up from when we're done with the show. I mean, it, it's just a place where you can sit down and you can talk not only about what's immediate, but you can also have the opportunity to talk about something that we rarely have a chance to talk about, which is what's tomorrow. I feel, and, and Rachel, may, you, you'll let me know if this is your impression. There's such a push with education. How am I going to balance tomorrow's budget? How am I going to make tomorrow's higher and whatever else the thing would be? How much time is there really to think about tomorrow in terms of Jewish education? Uh, probably for the, la- the leader in the school on a day-to-day basis, there's not a lot of time. And mm-hmm. probably for most boards, it's not a lot of time. We spend a lot of time fighting fires and putting out fires that are pressing us. Um, I think that's the responsibility of the larger Jewish community, you know, organizations that are foundations or institutions that are organizing the conference, you know, Shiva University School Partnership, the Schefter Association. They, they are leading the schools in thinking about bigger issues. And I think, obviously, as a field, we need to think about what's coming down the pike and how we keep up with the changing trends in education. So answer is sort of this, if you will, for me. It's my question, but I've gotten the, the ping from numerous of our audience members. It seems like there's a new sense of collaboration, camaraderie, partnership, and you see Avi and you see just if you look at the back of the, the sponsors on, 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 our, on our bags that we were given today for the Innovation Jewish Education Conference, uh, it's very exciting to see everybody come together, Schachter come together, Yeshiva University come together for Yeshiva University High School Partnerships. Did I say that correctly? I'm sorry. Um, what, what, are we partnering because we're in a sense of desperation or we're partnering because we've grown up a little bit? So, I mean, I'm not necessarily the right person to answer that question, but I think the field has realized that it just makes sense, right? You know, many of the issues that day schools are facing, regardless of what kind of school you are, are similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so why not do some of the learning that we do together? I think from an efficiency standpoint, it also makes sense. Certainly funders feel that way. Um, and, and I think educators have learned to, to do that as well. There's learning to be done across schools, regardless of, you know, the exact flavor of school that you are. Right. There's enough that unites us much more than I think that divides us. I want to remind our listeners out there that you're listening to Tech Talk on the Nachum Single Network. I am your host, R.E.A. Lightstone. We are broadcasting live from the IGED conference. You're listening to us either on jmtheam.org or nachumsegel.com. As always, we're proud to be sponsored by our friends at Adorama Camera. For those uh, at our conference from uh, not anywhere near the New York City, I would recommend them go and check them out online at adorama.com. If you're from New York, check out their store. They're incredibly helpful at 42 West 18th Street. We are blessed to have with us Rachel Abrahams from Avichai with us, uh, and she is played a tremendous role, at least in my time, in Jewish education and education technology specifically. She's the hostess with the mostess here at the Avichai Cafe. Tell us a little bit what you think the vibe is of this cafe and what you're hoping to accomplish, both personally and on behalf of Avichai. So um, what we've really tried to do is make a space at the conference for uh, people that are working in the field of online and blended learning to share a physical space and interact with the school leaders that are here so that school leaders become more familiar with this new modality of learning, um, both with schools that are already engaging. We'll be having panels later today with school leaders, um, but also with companies that are beginning to work in this area, creating materials for Judaic studies online, Um, And we want to bring those people in privity with the school leaders so everyone begins to talk and learn with each other. So we're sitting in the middle of this cafe. I explained to the listeners already the high buzz in the background is not only the enthusiasm that you can feel throughout the room, but it's also the cappuccino machine uh, with with some wisdom from Avichai. They know that to attract people, uh, which educators obviously want to stay in their session in a committed way all the time and they never... You know, check their phone or anything else like that. So if there's the lure of delicious cookies and potential some caffeine, we're going to get some more people coming in here. The one thing I wanted to comment, and we're only 14 hours into this conference, maybe even less. Um, the comment that I have yesterday, we participated in an activity that blew my mind. Uh, there's this concept that, uh, that, uh, that Rachel introduced called blended learning. And it's fun to talk about, but very few of us have ever seen it. 
And so, uh, Rachel, can you tell us about the program that you guys ran here in the cafe yesterday afternoon that, that didn't talk about blended learning but really demonstrated blended learning and why you thought that was an important uh, thing to happen here in the cafe? Sure. So um, one of the ways of using blended learning in the classroom is to set up different stations. A lot of us are familiar with centers that we're used to from early childhood uh, classrooms. So this is very much a center-based kind of classroom where one station might be done with a teacher. One station is usually technology-based where the children are learning independently on computer. And then a third station can be set up to do project-based learning. So we wanted really to give people the feel for what it feels like to be in a blended learning classroom. And um, Gary Hartstein from the Digital J Learning Network and Dr. Eliezer Jones from the YU School Partnership ran a rotation session uh, where the group moved from station to station within the cafe to get a feel of what it was like to both learn independently via technology and participate in small group instruction. To me, it reminded me of the Disney model of uh, even the CEO dresses up as goofy for the day. You had, you know, senior principals and board members, and they can talk about blended learning until they're blue in the face, and they had a chance to really see it and participate, and, and, and you sort of saw that aha moment that a lot of them had as walking around. And I'm not saying that it was well orchestrated from a, they're not used to being in the same classroom and the chairs aren't set up in a traditional manner, but, and, and they're not even used to interacting with each other, heads of schools and board members from different institutions, but you saw how it clicked together. And if you can take people from such disparate backgrounds and institutions and, and demonstrate that blended learning, to me, Maybe we should have all of our board meetings like that. I mean, it just to me, it, it was it was showing it and not telling it. So I, I want to give Avi Chai uh, and uh, and uh, and Gary and Eliezer a tremendous amount of credit uh, for doing that. We had the privilege of having Eliezer on last week, and, and he gave our listeners a lot of buzz uh, and excitement about the conference. So we were pretty excited about that also. Uh, if you're looking for one takeaway uh, from this conference, how will you know that we are successful, Rachel? Um. It's, it will be hard to know when we leave here tomorrow, I think, if we've been successful or not. I think really the proof is in the follow-up afterwards. Um, do we see more schools having an interest in this area? Do we learn from vendors like yourself You know that, that more people have expressed interest in learning about their products and their things that they are bringing to the field? Um, we currently actually have a survey out to schools all of these schools around North America, asking them about the state of online and blended learning in their school. If you're a school leader, be on the lookout for your email. Um, and we're hoping that at the end of the school year, we'll be able to publish a new survey. We did one about a year and a half ago. And we're pretty likely that we will see a growth in this area, that more and more schools are using online and blended learning in different ways um, to supplement both their general studies and Judaic studies curriculum. So from the feedback we've gotten from our previous shows, and again, this is my 15th show hosting Tech Talk, we have a very sophisticated, very active audience. We are speaking now to board members and School leaders should probably be teaching classes or having, you know, professional meetings or something like that, but maybe they podcast it and listen to it later. You know, we're blessed with many downloads, and the Nachum Siegel Network has been so kind to us. If you were to speak to this population of parents, grandparents, uh, administrators, and teachers and give them one thing that uh, that you think that uh, they can do to enhance Jewish education moving forward or a tip or a way to get in touch, what, what would that be? So I think Avichai believes that it behooves the field as a field to, to spend time at least exploring this modality and trying it and, and learning about its implications both educationally and financially. Um, that's something that we feel is very important for Avichai to be promoting as we wind down in the next five years. Um, and we're, I think that um, opening our minds to different modalities of instruction, you know, is very powerful and, and not to, you know, assume anything about what it looks like, what it could mean in your classroom without going down, making a visit to another school, talking to people and just being open to the possibility. So for our audience that's out there, first of all, on behalf of the audience, I really, and the Nachum Siegel Network and Tech Talk, I want to thank Rachel. Um, not only for coming on as our guest, I know it's difficult when you're hosting an actual conference to be able to take some time out and to, and to spend it with us, 
there's going to be a book written at some point in time in terms of the saviors of Jewish education. And without a doubt, Avichai is going to have played, uh, if not the most significant, one of the most significant roles in terms of doing that. And uh, and Rachel and Gali and, and all of the crew and crowd and team over there at Avichai deserve a tremendous amount of credit because my guess is is that many people call and ask, why didn't you do this or why didn't you do that? Or every, It's very easy to be a Monday morning quarterback. Uh, but to be able to sit there in a leadership role and to guide and to know when to push and when to pull, uh, I've been very excited watching how Avichai performs, and, and it's really been exciting to interact with you. So I wanted, uh, again, to thank you for both hosting us personally, but also for taking time out of your busy schedule and joining us as a guest. Thank you. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Rachel Abrahams here at the IJED conference, uh, here from the Avichai Cafe, where we have an opportunity to interact with so many different uh, and really awesome uh, educators, teachers, vendors, etc., uh, etc. Et we now are going back-to-back-to-back guests. We are blessed and privileged to have on a colleague of mine. In the interest of full disclosure, um, uh, my uh, my boss as the executive chairman of Mikorot. Mikorot is Jewish education for the 21st century. Mikorot is part of a larger program called Kodachrome, a dear friend uh, and a mentor, Rabbi Elchanan Weinbach. Welcome and good morning. Good morning, Rabbi. Thank you. It is really nice to have you on. I know that uh, both of us at a booth now talking on a radio show might not be the best use of our booth time, but I think that we're reaching a very wide audience and have a chance to share the vision of Mikorod and Kodachrome um, without getting into it. And I've tried to do a good job of staying on the sidelines, uh, hosting a radio show. People know that I'm involved with Mikorod in a significant fashion, but I haven't had the chance to really express what it is. It's your mic, Rabbi. Let the world know what Mikorod is doing in order to change the face of Jewish education. No pressure. Thank you. No pressure. <laughs> so the, there were a number of drivers that brought about this project. Um, one driver was the quality of delivery of Judaic education, which... In larger metropolitan areas, is less of a concern, but in many, many schools, is a concern. The second driver, which is a concern everywhere, is the economic concern of not only providing a Jewish education of high quality, but being able to do it at a price which is inclusive of the families um, for whom the tuition is a strain. And um, recognizing that, we saw that blended learning in Judaic studies would offer an opportunity for the following educational advantages, first of all. It would allow students to move in a self-paced fashion, each student moving to develop their skills at their own pace, to develop their basic knowledge at their own pace, and then the more higher-level thinking and higher-level cognition activities they would do directly with the teacher in the room. So I'm going to pause for just one moment. There's a fancy word that maybe a lot of you have heard out there called differentiated education. One of the things that I heard a very phenomenal math presentation from one of those new math companies, you might have heard of Khan Academy or Think Through Math, whatever the thing would be, that said it's ridiculous that we move a kid onto eighth grade math simply because they graduated seventh grade if they haven't actually completed seventh grade math. Where Rabbi Weinbach is really articulating, and I think really well, is that this technology enables that level of education that we already take for granted with math and science and some of the other technology that exists out there. Rabbi Weinbach has really spearheaded the implementation of this program for Limude Kodesh for Judaic studies as well. Yeah, and the reverse is true. In other words, it's not just, well, we're moving kids along to eighth grade because they finished seventh grade. Why are we keeping kids in what we've defined as seventh grade math when they're ready for eighth grade math or ninth grade math. So the ability to differentiate for not only the learners who need more attention on basic skill development, but be able to differentiate for students who have a greater intellectual curiosity. So a blended learning environment allows for that to be done because while you have a group of students who are working on technical skills that can be delivered through technology, the types of of instructional delivery that we don't need our great teachers to be delivering those teachers are working with other small groups of kids more directly one-on-one, and everybody's moving at their own pace. So it's an ideal pacing of the learning, which allows each student to reach their potential. And um, in that way, it therefore improves the delivery of Jewish education. So I immediately get tweets and text messages when uh, somebody speaks about this, and you've articulately 
described what this is supposed to be. But people immediately put their hands up and say, one second, so you're taking my student away from their teacher? Can you speak to that, please? Yeah, actually, we're giving the student to the teacher more. And the reason for that is that when a teacher is delivering the specifically skills-based material, let's say, the proper kriya, the translation, the reading of the material, um, what what is just the text of what Rashi said and how do you translate that Rashi? Those are all skills that are easily delivered in an online environment. So while those skills are being delivered to some students in the class who aren't getting personal attention from the teacher, the Rebbe, the Mora, when the Rebbe Mora is doing it for the entire class anyway. So while a segment of the class is getting that material, the rest of the class is getting the teacher and the Mora directly and is able to pursue not only higher level material, but are able to ask questions and interact in a much more one-on-one way with the teacher. So the great sort of surprise, it's almost ironic surprise about blended learning is, you know, we have this assumption, we, we confuse it with online learning. Online learning, there's no interaction with the teacher. That's not what this is. Blended learning increases the amount of one-on-one direct instructional time with each student at their level while servicing a larger number of students simultaneously, which leads to the financial advantage. Instead of having to run a regular and an honors class and have 10 empty seats in each, you can now combine both groups, which gives you a financial advantage in that you have a single teacher delivering instruction in the place of where two teachers were delivering it. But more importantly for the student, the student feels a sense of inclusion. I'm no longer in the regular class or I'm in the honors class. I'm struggling to figure out which one I belong in. Everybody's in class together. There are times where they're all learning together, participating together, and that is very empowering for the student who would otherwise be in what they sometimes pejoratively, incorrectly, but pejoratively term, I'm in the dummy class. No, everybody's in the same class. Everybody's learning the same material. They're learning it with different approaches and emphases, and there's more one-on-one time with the teacher, which is absolutely the most valuable minutes possible in classroom delivery. So I have to give a lot of credit to Rabbi Weinbach in this particular case for two main reasons. Number one is uh, to be able to go through and to describe what he just described I thought was impressive. Rabbi Weinbach and I share a uh, um, character trait of, uh, of being very social uh, people. And our room just exploded from having about 20 people in our cafe. To, there must have been a session that just let out. For a little bit, we had over 100 people in here. And I don't know if they were jumping over tables going for the cappuccinos. I'm not bothered what was happening, but many people have gone for my cookies. So I'm going to take this brief moment to remind everybody that you're listening to Tech Talk on the Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, I am your host, Arie Leitzel, and you can listen to us on jmtheam.org or nachumsiegel.com. As always, we are proud to be sponsored by our friends at Adorama Camera. More than just a camera store, please check them out online at adorama.com or visit them in person at 42 West 18th Street. We are in week number two of the Nachum Siegel Marathon for JM in the AM. And if you haven't made a pledge yet to keep this very important station, uh, again, not surviving, but thriving, the impact that this station has on so many families and so many locales is really, really important. Please go to NachumSiegel.com. We'd love to make that happen. Rabbi Weinbach, um, I, I need maybe do two hours with you. Yeah, keep yeah. going. So I'll, I, let's I just go. want to speak to the marathon yeah, for a second because uh, I, I've had the blessing of being involved in JM in the AM for many decades. Um, it is not a fast day. I know that sometimes when people hear me, they stop eating, but it's not a fast day. I am a fast day consultant. But I do want to urge not only, obviously, individuals who benefit from the show, but I want to urge every organization that makes announcements on the show and every organization that is able to use the show as a platform to advance their mission, those organizations also have to be givers, not just receivers, but have to be givers to JM and the AM. It, the value of this show is is impossible to measure. Nachum has been dedicated to it for decades, and we just we have to keep it going. We have to keep it going at the highest possible level. Uh, there's nothing quite like it in terms of disseminating what the best and the brightest is in the Jewish community. It's uh, well, Rabbi Weinbach certainly doesn't pull any punches, and he doesn't pull any right there either. Working uh, hand in hand with him to create uh, Mikorot has been and continues to be really a privilege and a pleasure. And I know I've used that a couple times over the course of this hour. I got to tell you, this is. 
you know, working in NCSY, we used to say that one of the things that we did was we put a bubble over kids for a weekend and removed the concept of cynicism. And unfortunately, somehow in Jewish education, whether it's on the board level, the administrative level, the teaching level, certainly as a vendor, sometimes you run into cynicism. Here since I entered the Long Island Marriott, the only cynicism has been from the New York Islanders fans, who I think <laughs> once again got crushed yesterday right across the parking lot. But the educators, the board members, the donors, the vendors, everybody in here, I, smiling maybe because they're just ridiculously tired. But I think it's because we're accomplishing, we're accomplishing together. It's really exciting. I'm going to frame for our audience why we're going to have Rabbi Weinbach on for an entire hour to talk about two things. Uh, one is school within a school. And the other is school within a box. And we can go through them for a couple of minutes now, but I think that we won't do the right service to that at that point in time. Rabbi Weinbach, maybe just, just give a little bit, two minutes, in terms of what those ideas are and why people should tune in when I tell people that we're going to have the rabbi back on to talk about school within a school and school within a box. So both of these programs are alternative school models. The first, school in a school within a school, is designed to allow students who historically have not been successful in school um, to, instead of going to, let's say, four different general study subjects, they pick what they're passionate about, and we build the general studies curriculum around it, whatever they're passionate about. And for many really bright kids who've just struggled because they can't seem to find meaning in going across disciplines and going from silo to silo. We're running this program now with eight kids in grades 10 through 12. It's being run in Kohele Yeshiva High School in Philadelphia. And uh, the program is being highly successful. And it has great promise as well within Judaic studies. Finding, you know, helping our kids be motivated by plugging into their passions is a way that we can really enhance their success in Jewish education. That's about as briefly as I could say it, although there's a lot more to say here, and, and hopefully we'll have a chance to do that. We're, we're going to walk through, and we know, and, and, and go ahead. I was about to cut you off. I'm sorry. Keep going, please. No, no, no worries. Um, school in a box, the idea there is to allow groups of families in locales that can't put together a Jewish high school to be able to put together a sophisticated homeschool Jewish high school for Judaic studies and general studies at a very low cost. Um, the model includes not using traditional school buildings, using guides by the side, and um, the box when you open it up includes everything from how do you incorporate appropriately as a school, how do you have a board manual, student manual, teacher manual, back office support, basically allowing small groups of highly motivated families who want a Jewish education to be able to provide that in places where they don't have access to it for whatever reason. Thank you, Rabbi Weinbach. This has really been a, a pleasure. If you want to find out more about Mekorot, M-E-K-O-R-O-T, Mekorot.org, come check us out. Uh, got a brand new pilot uh, up, and we're, we've, we've found some great partners uh, who are out there. Our tagline at the moment is, teachers are not our customers, teachers are our partners. And if you're a parent, a grandparent, a teacher, administrator out there, please come check out Mekorot.org. Jewish education for the 21st century. It's really been awesome to have our founder and executive chairman, Rabbi Elchanan Weinbach, on the show with us. Uh, you heard what a fan he is of JM and the AM and the Nachum Siegel Network. So uh, get out there, check, check us out at NachumSiegel.com. Uh, and immediately after that, go to Mikoro.org. Thank you so much, Rabbi Weinbach. My pleasure. Thank you, Rabbi Lightstone. Okay, so I'll tell you, I think I want to be a play-by-play announcer or maybe the color commentary guy because the more people in the room the more excited I'd be as I press the mute button by accident. So you are listening to the Tech Talk on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Arya Lightstone. You can listen to us on jmandtheam.org or nachumsiegel.com. As always, we are proud to be sponsored by our friends at Adorama Camera, more than just a camera store. Please check them out online at adorama.com or visit them in person at 42 West 18th Street. I've mentioned several times over broadcasting live here from IJED, uh, the Innovator Jewish Educator Conference day school conference here at the where, where the Marriott, I think, in Union Day, right across from Nassau Coliseum. There's huge buzz, but more than a buzz, literally people from around the world. And I know that Nikki's not there now, but she's from South Africa. And if you enjoy hearing how she sounds, I got to tell you, we need more people who sound like that. Maybe education would be more pleasant to listen to across the board. But uh, leaving those, uh, those ridiculous comments aside... Uh, having Nikki on is really a, a wonderful opportunity for our show, those people interested in education technology, for two reasons. 
Number one is the things that she has built and is building and is selling and is bringing to the population out there literally across the world is critical. These aren't extras. This isn't supplementary. This is cuts the very core of what our education is about. I'm going to let her tell you what that is and why that is. But the second piece is we do not have nearly enough women in leadership entrepreneurial roles, both in terms of technology across the board, but also education technology. And having the chance to uh, share this last 10, 15 minutes with Nikki and uh, on behalf of our team at Jewish Interactive is really a pleasure and, and really awesome for our whole listening audience. So, Nikki, welcome. Well. Thank you. Thank you, Aria, for letting me speak to everyone. We're very excited. Tell us about Jewish Interactive. Jewish Interactive is a really exciting initiative. We're making Jewish learning fun. How many people complain that learning about Judaism is just not fun enough? Yeah. And our educators will say that they don't want just fun. They want core, solid education where where really we're getting to the learning objectives and we're getting an education to our children. But whoever said it had to be boring. So we've got we've got a conflict of interest. I've got educators who need to cover ground and I've got students who need to be entertained or I don't know if entertained, but certainly have fun. And the nexus, the combination where those two things come together is at Jewish Interactive. If you haven't had a chance, Check us out at jewishinteractive.net, jewishinteractive.net. So, Nikki, how do you do that? How do you accomplish making that which is meaningful fun and that which is fun meaningful? Really, the secret is in looking at what's out there. You see, in every secular edutainment or, or educational products out there, if you have to Google science, you get 600, 700 products that make science fun. If you go into a biology classroom, biology 3D, you walk into um, you walk into geography and, and there's Google Earth and it's spinning and you come into Jewish studies and it's flat black and white. So what we're doing is we're taking everything that's, that's core to, to Judaism and Jewish, uh, Jewish identity and we're laddering it into a very well-structured curriculum. We're looking at everything, how from the board out you, you can really teach everything within six pillars of education. We're then looking at it and we're using top instructional designers to design the learning and to really make the interactivity fun. For example, a 3D sukkah. You go online and you have to buy shekels in order to go to the 3D shuk and then you use your coins to buy your materials and build your sukkah. Not bitcoins, but shekels. Okay, just yeah. making sure. I think we have a finance show at some point in time. So just want to let everybody know we're talking about shekels and a 3D sukkah and a shuk. Yeah. Right. And in order to earn your coins, you have to answer questions on on the Gemaras and you have to um, use higher level thinking in order to succeed in your gaming. And what the core essence of this curriculum really is allowing the students to be the center of the learning where they are the center, they are experiencing the learning, and they are creators of their own learning. So there is an awesome tool coming out where you can integrate Torah text with any kind of background, any kind of characters, speech bubbles, video, audio, and really kids can create an interactive Haggadah, they can create an interactive Siddur. But all of this is going to be packaged within a core curriculum, and the learning, because it's student-centric, is fun. So I, I, I have to tell you, I'm sitting my booth at McCorrow, it's right next to Jewish Interactive, jewishinteractive.net you can find them online uh, now having spent a fair amount of time with Nikki I have to tell you when she says she does stuff she does it when her team says that they deliver both fun and education and they merge them together it happens if you're an educator if you're a parent if you're a board member or an administrator I urge you strongly to go to jewishinteractive.net and see exactly what she's talking about just in the last minute or so that we have tell us about this tool can we access this tool by going to you online so we haven't released it yet. We will be releasing it in the next three weeks. Look out for it. It's a fantastic, amazing tool for Pesach. It's going to have over 20 backgrounds, all your imagery, the Haggadah. It's amazing. So look out for it. It's going to be a treat. And um, look out for lots of new products coming your way. And we look forward, please, 
we're community-based. We work with you. We work with the students. We work with the educators. We work with the families, mummies, abbas, daddies, grannies, whatever. Whoever you are, if you're a kid, please give us feedback. Our last project was a middle school created our app called Wakaheman. They developed the app with us. You're interested in developing your own app based on Jewish content. Contact us. I love it. Nikki uh, from South Africa currently made the right move from Eretz Yisrael now. We hope that the move uh, finds both you and the business incredibly successful. And for all of the educators out there and parents and, and people who work in informal education also, go and check out jewishinteractive.net. You're going to find something on there that speaks to you. It speaks to me as a parent. It speaks to me as an educator. It speaks to me as a vendor. So please go out there. Nikki, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us and promise us that you're going to come back once the app gets released so we can say a little bit more about it. We look forward. Thank you for all your work, Aria. Our pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nikki. As our very last guest here at the IJED, live from the Marriott in Uniondale, right across from Nassau Coliseum, I'm extremely excited and blessed to have Rabbi Mayor Fachler uh, did I say that correctly? Okay, I practiced beforehand. I'm sorry. So, rabbi, rabbi. So I freeze on, I freeze sometimes under pressure here on the Nachum Siegel Network. You're listening to Tech Talk with our Elites and sponsors as always by Adorama Camera, more than just a camera store. Find them online at Adorama.com or visit them in person at 42 West 18th Street. If you haven't gone to support Nachum Siegel today, we are in the second week of the marathon. Go to NachumSiegel.com. It means so much. Rabbi, please tell us about Gemara Bura. I love it. Tell our audience why it matters. Hi, everybody. Um, quite a pleasure to uh, to address you all about this. So a lot of you, I'm sure, who are listening have been through the ordeal of going to yeshiva uh, day schools and having to sit through hours and hours a day of Gemara and Mishnah instruction. Maybe some of you enjoyed it. Maybe you were, some of you were blessed with amazing teachers, amazing rebbies. Um, but for the majority of us, and I say myself included, it was in fact quite an awful ordeal. Um, we spent hours and hours trying to approach a text which was really uh, unapproachable, uh, inaccessible, in a strange language. And alas, even though our rabbis tried very much to uh, to put across the material in an, in an interesting way, uh, well, sometimes yes and sometimes no, Never did I feel, and most of my colleagues, was there an attempt to try and see, well, how actually are we supposed to learn Gemara? How are we supposed to learn Mishnah? What are the building blocks that we need in order to be able to approach the text by ourselves? And essentially what's happened over the last 15 years since we've been around, we've been working with schools, trying to help them refocus from content to skills. Not instead of skills, instead of content, but to say that every time we have a class in Mishnah or Gemara, we'll actually ask ourselves, not only how do we teach this particular content, but how do we help our students progress one more stage to become independent uh, learners? The way we do it is that we look and see what actually is the, uh, the inner structure of any Mishnah, of any Gemara. In Mishnah, it's what we call Komdat, Koteret Ome Mikradin Tam, a title... Uh, who says it, what's the law, what's the ruling, and what's the reason. And in Gemara, it's ten uh, categories of shaklevataria, of the Talmudic give and take, which is color-coded. We allow students via keywords to see how to break down the text, how to classify each part, how to connect it all together, to see the actual structure in a flowchart, and then bring that information back into the Gemara. Mostly, most important out of all of this, is that at the end of this process, every time they're studying, they can do more by themselves intuitively. Instead of having to think and look it up, they see a particular keyword, they see a metive, they say, oh, I know this is a kasha, I know where it begins, I know where it ends, and now I'm looking for the type of answer, which would usually be a nukimta type of answer, and they will look for that particular keyword, which will help them do that. People, so yeah. I'm going to cut you off for one minute, Rabbi, because I'm going to say something that you're not going to say. Uh, right over your shoulder are some of the most prominent principals and high school rabbayim in the country, all waiting to speak with the rabbi about Gemara Brura, give positive feedback, give constructive feedback, and let him know, because I've had the privilege of hearing the feedback, what it means a difference if we are promoting lifelong learning to have these skills be part of what we are, and not just the fact that I've learned some additional content. And Gemara Brura greatly enables you to do that. 
we're running into a time thing, and I want you to spend a couple more times, but just in case the audience tunes out with the last minute or two left, how do they get in touch with you, Rabbi? Okay, it's very easy. First of all, uh, we are no longer software. We are now a web app. You go to gemaraburah.com. There's actually, you can now have free access to the, to the basic tools that you can do, and soon we'll be offering premium things as well. To get hold of me is mayor, M-E-I-R, at gemaraburah.com. Spell gemaraburah, please. G-E-M-A-R-A. B-E-R-U-R-A dot com. Gamarabura dot com. Mayor, M-E-I-R, Gamarabura dot com. But most important, go to the website and you can do everything from there. You can try it out. You can get a free account. Soon you'll be able to have a premium account. And most important, make sure that your schools where your children are going to or your grandchildren are going to, they know about it and they adopt our system because the school that uses this, they can guarantee the parent body that their students will enjoy Gamara and know how to learn. Right, you spend so much time focusing on all of this. We got to give the skills so this doesn't become a have to, but very much transfers into being a want to. And we're sitting here really with uh, with the leaders of Jewish education here. I got to tell you, sitting with Rabbi Fachler is a uh, it's like being a rock star. All the rebbies that I try to get time with, they come over here, and it's really exciting. We've run against the time, and I apologize for that. You've been listening to Tech Talk with Ari Lights on the Nachum Siegel Network, week two of the Nachum Siegel Marathon. Really appreciate um, the conference for allowing us to broadcast live from here. All of our guests from Makoro, from Jewish Interactive, from Gemara Brura, Rabbi Eli Storch is here as well, rocking and rolling as he always does. We're very excited. Thank you so much. We can't wait to speak to you next time. Have a great day.